podcast with James and Jane. Hey, this is Jane. And just before we get into this episode, I want to remind you all about the great stuff on our website at www.worldofwork.io. Over there, you can check out our online seminar program, the workshops we run, as well as our coaching and all the other podcasts we've recorded. So that's www.worldofwork.io. Now on to this episode. Hello, this is James. And this is Jane. And here we are again with another episode of the World of Work podcast. We are on what is going to be, we believe, hopefully, the last episode of Series 5. So today we're speaking all about... What are we speaking about, Jane? Uh, so today we're talking, speaking about... Our- what are we trying to speak about? We're going to try and speak about personal development planning. Sorry, the reason I sound a little bit funny is because James was staring at me while he was telling me what number episode it was. And I thought he was looking at me like, I don't know what the number yeah, was. There was. And I was like, well, I don't know what the number is. But he actually does know what the number is. So that's fine. Um, so today we're going to be talking about personal development planning um, because we feel like if you are in an organization that does it, most people don't get the most out of it. Yeah. And if you aren't in an organization that do it, you can still do it yourself. And it can make a really significant uh, impact. The whole series has been about personal development, uh, self-awareness, self-reflection, and uh, how to move yourselves forward, right? Yeah, Ultimately. Right. So for us, this is about, yes, a lot of people, you say personal development planning, and they go, oh no, that awful process at yeah, work that and I it hate. Can be. It can be. But te- forget that for a minute. The process of planning your own personal development is brilliant. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to do. So we thought we'd finish that way. Yeah, it's good. It just kind of wraps stuff up. We've talked about stuff. Now you can learn about how to go and do it. And and it's not complicated. This is not a a theory-heavy episode. This is about prioritizing it, thinking about it a little bit differently, and sharing some of our experience. Yeah, so it's going to be quite a quick episode as we blast through this stuff. But before we get into it, um, in terms of the usual checking in, how do you you get to know us? How do you get a bit closer? Well... Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been so long. It's been so long. Um, (laughs) So uh, James is teasing because it's at the end of the series, we always feel like we know it a bit better than the beginning. But we are always and love our uh, gathering on Twitter. So we talk to lots of people on there at The Wild Podcast. We have a website, www.worldofwork.io. And we also are on all the social media. Well, all the social media for over 30s, right? Yeah, so all the social media we not, have. Not Snapchat. Someone yeah, caught yeah. me out there and they said, but you're not on Snapchat. No, I'm not. Like, I don't no. know how to. What is that? That was, my, that was my moment where I went, no, I can't no, do this. No, no, But we are on Insta, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Come find us. And we're also on there personally on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, so come find us. Yeah, cool. All right, so that's how you can get in touch with us. In terms of the way we're going to do the episode, it's a standard episode, so we'll be using the standard format. We'll be um, starting with some definitions with our definition discussion, then we'll be doing a bit of a research roundup. We'll have a list of a week. We'll then have some tales from a keyboard, so real-life experience relating to this, um, before closing off with some top tips and final thoughts, and then checking out, and that's us. So that's how we're going to run it. Um, should we just jump straight in? Should we uh, jump into some definitions first? James, so, take it away. Give us your definition. Take definitions. it away. The mic is mine. Yay. Uh, we've actually got a mic each now because we've gone up in the world. Anyway, or not, I don't know. Anyway, so um, in terms of definitions, we've only got four for you because it's quite a straightforward uh, subject and there's not too much there, but we wanted to, to bring a few up just to get everybody in the mood for the discussion. So we are going to start with a definition of a plan. This is exciting, isn't it? Um, so a plan is simply a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something. That's from Oxford Dictionaries. Quite detailed. S- Did you hear that, people? Yeah, I'm a bit of get detail. Really yeah, okay. I feel it. Detailed yeah. plan. 
Yeah, so that's, that's what a plan is. Then I'm going to go on to, guess what? Since we're talking about development planning, I'm going to go on to development. That seems like a good one. And actually, if you look at definitions for development, it normally takes you to, to developing. So a, a definition for developing is to cause, to evolve, or unfold gradually. To lead or conduct something through a series of successions, uh, states, or changes, each of which is preparatory for the next. So it's this concept of sort of developing over time, growing, a series of stages, each one, um, a build on the prior one, and, and a preparation for the next one. So I kind of like that layering. That's from um, Merriam-Webster. And if we bring those together, we've got a personal development plan. So a definition for a personal development plan is or the process, says that personal development planning is the process of creating an action plan based on awareness, values, reflection, goal setting, and planning for personal development within the context of a career, education, relationship, or for self-improvement. So there's loads of different places, that, um, but you can have a development plan. In our focus, we're normally focusing on work, um, but you can have a lot of different development plans. And then, yep. No, I was just going to say, I know we always... Def- we do always focus on work, but I would say yeah. this is the one area where it is as important to think about your personal yeah. personal development as, as, as it is your professional personal yeah, development. Yeah, you can get a lot out of it. Um, and then the last thing we had is deliberate practice, which is a phrase you might have heard. This is a definition from the James uh, Clearly website. Um, I'm sure you'll have heard the phrase deliberate practice, but it's just something worth calling out in a bit more detail. So deliberate practice refers to a special type of practice that is purposeful and systematic. While regular practice might include mindless repetitions, deliberate practice requires focused attention and is conducted with a specific goal of improving performance. So this is kind of that sort of focused, mindful, solution-oriented way of of doing things and repeating things to help you reach a goal. Is that right? Would you say that's your understanding? Yeah, I think... um so the way I have used it is when you are trying to improve at something, being given a series of tasks in a very explicit manner, a very specific manner, and being asked to do them in a certain way such that you learn from it. And it might yeah. be that you're learning it as a habit or it might be you're doing it in an exaggerated way in order to uh, achieve some kind of heightened self-awareness. Cool. So the example that I would give when I talk about deliberate practice, particularly when I'm mentoring, is asking people to, who talk too much in meetings to not talk at all. Yes, and instead, okay. the way that we manage that is we, we will ask them, I will ask them to um, take notes during the meeting, furious That's notes. Fine. Who spoke the most? Who spoke the least? Who did they think was most interesting? What would they have said if they could have said? And then uh, ultimately, you, you kind of loosen the, 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 the rope a little bit. And yeah. so the next meeting, they might not talk until everyone's spoken. Yeah, okay. Um, and so it's, it's deliberately going in and doing yeah. something. Yeah, it's like a, real a real Yeah, yeah, it's a real consciousness thing. And it's, it's a way of highlighting where you actually are versus where you think you are and then starting to move that. Yeah, good. All right, cool. Well, that's our um, definition discussion. Do you want to lead us into a bit of research this week? Yeah, so it's, it, I'll be really honest. Um, research for personal development planning is pretty straightforward. And mm-hmm. um, there's about a million websites that you can go to and look at lots of different people's examples of personal development plans. Um, so I'm going to stick fairly light touch with uh, within Research Roundup. I'm going to talk about why personal development plans matter mm-hmm. and why you need one. I'm going to talk about eight different ways that you can do personal development yeah. One of the reasons is that quite often I speak to people and they're like, oh, I want to go on a training course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? Yeah. And they're like, I'll go on another training course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, and, and how are you going to implement that? And, and also, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So I want to just talk through um, eight different types of personal development that I tend to use. As a, I've got a little wheel, it's, you can see it cool. on the website. And it's like uh, eight ways. And it's uh, shamelessly stolen from an ex-boss of mine, Russell, cool. thank you. Um, and then um, I'm also going to go through an action checklist, which is kind of like a process for it, and just talk through some of the major things that go wrong within Great. that process. That sounds good. So, and then you're going to move on with the list of the week. Yeah, I am. So, uh, starting off with why uh, people should be engaging with personal development. Um, So, uh, I've picked this list out from a university career development website, actually. And um, I quite like it, aside from the fact that it's uni. I think it's quite helpful. Uh, So, they give five clear ways that you can engage, uh, uh, why you should engage with personal development planning. One recognize the skills and abilities you have developed since you last checked in with yourself. Okay. Right. Actually, actually take a moment to go, where am I now versus yeah, where, yeah, I, was where I was I? I never think of that as the first one. No, and it should never always be the first one. No, no, no. That's never my first one. Identify point. your baseline, right? Always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your current baseline. Cool. Uh, number two, recognize how these skills and abilities are transferable to other contexts. So one of the things they talk about, which I think is really interesting is that when you're personal development planning, um, one of the things you think about is actually you think about the next job or the next yeah. step. Yeah. And instead of just going, right, what do I need to do to get there? They're saying, look at what you've already got. Yeah, but celebrate think, your I, success. See, yeah, see yeah, this yeah. is good, right? Oh, no, I'd never It's do totally that. not or how I think, think about it. it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, number three is identify areas you want and need to improve and develop. Fine. So that's Which only third you, under this. Yeah, I mean, that's I know. first on it's my list. I know, it's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, number four, well, interesting, you might change your mind. Number okay. four is improve your employability and plan for your future career. Yeah, okay. And then number five is self-satisfaction of development. Yeah, that's right? good too. So interestingly, as a uni, I thought that would be first, and it wasn't, it was last. Mm-hmm. But what I think is really amazing about this is they kind of map out the process the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Which is, where are you now? Mm-hmm. What can you take with you to your next step? Yep. And then what do you need to work on? Yeah. With a little bit of a where do you want to be in there. That's good. So I really like that. I really like the way it's worded. I really like the thought process behind it. And I think that the the reason I picked that one, and there's there's like a million, Mm -hmm. but the reason I picked that one is that quite often people say to me, oh, my, my, my organization aren't very good at this, or they're not really into it, or, you know, I don't really know where to start. Yeah. Everybody everybody can sit down and think about where they are right now. Yeah, like yeah. there's nothing, there's no knowledge barrier to thinking about what skills and abilities you have. Um, I know someone who does their CV every couple of months. Yeah. It's got them into trouble in a couple of jobs because they've misunderstood. Yes, but, I, I, um, yes I know people They like do too. it because they want to understand where they are versus where they were mm-hmm. and actually what progress It gives that sense of improvement. You change a little bit here, change a little bit there. And also feels... you notice when you're not, when you're mm. actually just doing more of the same mm-hmm. thing all the time. Mm-hmm. If you're not growing anymore. Yeah, and you suddenly realise you're just writing bigger numbers in, yeah. in the same content. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a really powerful thing. So that's another way. Yeah, that's that a good thing can, to do. Um, there was a really practical way of doing it. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is the different types of, uh, personal development there are. Okay. So I thought we'd do this as a bit of a game. Oh, exciting. I know. So James, uh-huh. if I said to you, I have eight types of personal development activities mm-hmm. in front of me, I'm going to give you two so that you've got a sense. Oh, right. Are you going to give me the easy ones? Uh, I mean, it depends what you think, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so 
I've got eight on here, and we're going to see how many of them you can get within uh, uh, six guesses. So I'm going to give you two, so there'll be six left. You get six guesses, and we'll see how many you get. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well. So uh, the first one on my list is a special project, so being given a specific piece of work by yeah. someone outside of your remit. Yeah. And the second one I'm going to give you is reading or researching. Right. Reading. I'm just making a note here. I know um, James is taking this really seriously because it's the last game. Know, of, it's the last yeah, game of the yeah, season. It's a scary game. It's a final. So we've got special projects. We've got reading. I do something like formal course. Yeah, so training course training, is on there. Something too. like that. One for one, for one so one far. One for one. Oof, the pressure's on. I would do something like shadowing. So if you're paired up with somebody shadowing a specific piece of work. Uh, so secondment or shadowing is indeed in there. Oh wow! Look at this. Okay, so we've got formal. We've got shadowing. We've got reading. We've got special project. Um, what else would I do? I would do something, well, like maybe it's shadowing. I'd say something like observation, um, but that's probably shadowing, isn't it? Uh, da 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 um, Would I do doo, 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 special project, reading, um, formal course, shadowing. i do uh, peer conversations, so like a, a peer development group. Or okay. something like... Um, That's not on there, but I love it. So leave it yeah, on there. That's so, number nine, people. Yeah, so development group is on there. Yeah, peer-led development group. Yeah, peer-led development group. Which do... uh, quite often you see crossing over of um, diversity networks, don't you? Yeah, think? yeah And yeah. Uh, stuff like that, development and networks. Then I would say something like coaching or mentoring. For yes, I was, I was worried. Yeah. Given James is a coach, the idea that he wouldn't put coaching yeah, or mentoring yeah, no, would be I weird. Would so that's on there. So yeah. you, how many are you... you well, I'm giving myself three plus development yeah. uh, networks. So on you're there. four for four in terms of I agree with that. Extra yeah, um, and then I've got another two to guess. Yeah. Another two guesses. Um, so would we say some sort of informal learning? I don't know what that would be. Uh, no, not on there. No. All right. So that's one more guess then I've got. Yeah. Um, what about um, you had reading special projects? I don't know. I'm going to declare absent. Okay, so hilariously, people. Have uh, I missed? Oh, what about listening to podcasts? No, it's not on there. Oh. But reading and writing, researching should have podcasts on it. I yes, will change it's it. it. It's it. Uh, so the remaining two are uh, on my list are deliberate practice. Oh, I should have known that, shouldn't I? So, uh, given we've just talked about it, and then yeah. increased responsibility. Okay. Which some people would talk about special projects, but what I mean by that is taking on some of your boss's jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Firstly, and my key point of this, right, is there's something that isn't training. Yeah, there's a lot. Quite a lot. I would go as far to say as that I have never learned anything from a training course that I haven't either either needed to activate through something else, through support somewhere else, or that hasn't been replaced by another way of learning. Yeah. Training has never been the thing that has changed everything. Yeah. It might have been the thing that gave me the knowledge to be able to know what to do to change everything. Yeah, training in itself isn't really the answer to a lot of things, right? No. I mean, training's only good if you then take away what you learn yeah. and use it in your But it's finite, life. it's yeah. timed, yeah. it exists outside, someone else does it, and it's just, you know... And quite often there's like a certificate or a piece of paper or yeah, something. Yeah, and you get qualified. And, and it's really important to understand the difference between personal development and qualifications. Yeah. Qualifications are a different thing. They might be part of your personal development. They might not. Mm-hmm. It's utterly not the same thing. Personal development is about identifying ways of improving your own yeah. person, personal skills, resources, etc. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think I missed any? Do I think you missed any apart from the podcasts? And yeah, obviously. The um, like peer-led, you know, communities yeah, of interest. I, yeah, which I think communities of interest are good. 
I'd say that that's, I'm sure there are others that we've missed. Yeah, but. and I guess that's my point, right? Um, just there's so much out there that yeah. you can do. And of those, I would argue at least four of them you can get on yourself. A huge amount of these things you can you do know, yourself, right? You know, and, and I, I'm tired and frustrated by really bright, really clever, really ambitious people saying, but my my organization don't back me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for that. And, you know, we will do a whole episode one day about organizations and personal development and why they're idiots not to. Yeah. But do something about it yeah. in the meantime. Quite often you can just do a lot of stuff yourself. I mean, if you're interested and motivated and intelligent, you can go and find ways to do and, and to learn by doing is one of the best ways to learn anything, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think people admire you hugely as well, don't they? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you think when people actually go out there and try and do it, you're like, wow, I can't believe mm-hmm. this. And, it, and when you do that, you develop a much broader range of skills than just the skills for the thing that you're doing. So you get the whole ownership, you get the self-startery stuff, overcoming obstacles, all that kind of stuff fits within that um, self, you know, self-driven type of work. So, so I really like, I just, I use this quite often when I'm talking to people about personal development as, uh, right, before you even start talking about this, look at that list. What of those things sound exciting to you? Because I think actually, not only are trainings not as interesting, I think sometimes it's really exciting to talk about like increased responsibility or it's great if coaching. You can get it, if it's right for you, yeah. you know. And I think that's um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a really good way of starting a conversation rather than what do you you know? It's similar to turning it on the head, like the, the the conversation earlier. I think it's saying, don't worry about where you want to be for a minute. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what you need to do to get there for a minute. Let's talk about what you enjoy doing yeah, and yeah, let's talk yeah. about where you are now. And I think that's a much more powerful conversation and a conversation you're much more likely to be able to have with yourself. Yeah. So, uh, and, it, what, and it for you, any successes? Any of your, those are your favourites um, for yourself? I, I like a range of them. I mean, obviously, I think sort of coaching and learning through others is good. I think, you know, I think that there's often a great opportunity to learn from um, tangential things. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in kind of um, broad polymath type learning. So, you know, if I'm interested in one area of work, I think I can often learn transferable skills from other areas of work and bring those in. So, for example, um, I like coaching, but I also like project management. So by learning about project management, it gives me something different to bring. So I think that sort of um, interdisciplinary approach to learning can be really powerful. I think learning in any area is powerful. And I think continuing to develop your knowledge in a broad range of areas helps you in all the areas that, that you're um, interested in because I think there's a huge amount of crossover. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. And I think, um, yeah, I do. And I don't think we spend enough time on any of this stuff. Yeah. And it really frustrates me. Yeah, there's a big drive for specialism, which is, of course, hugely important. But you do learn cross specialism as well which I think is I've always sometimes felt, more rewarding well, not always but the last few years of my career I always felt like I was somehow considered to be less good because I was broad rather than because I'd learned how to run an organisation a small organisation I'd have to learn everything yeah but I hadn't had the resources to do any of those things brilliantly yeah fancily, as a real specialist you know and not spe- as a specialist and I always felt a little bit like I was never quite the expert in the room yeah yeah so, okay, so... Uh, yeah, it's a nice list, though, I like them. Yeah, to, that, my, my absolute single advice for people who want to start off, get that list out, sit in front of it and think, what would I like to do? Yeah. Um, not, not what do I think is going to get me somewhere, because quite yeah, often yeah, people yeah. choose training because they think it will get them somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would argue that um, 
Increased responsibility and special projects are without question the things that have boosted my career through the roof. Because I've, I've got to work with people who are just far more senior to me. Yeah, great. Or, uh, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's been opportunistic about it. Yeah. Okay. So third section of research roundup today is around the process that you go through mm-hmm. or might want to go through. Um, and uh, I think it, I mean, it's not, there's nothing fancy about it. I just think it's really helpful. Yeah. So step one, establish your purpose or direction. Great. Uh, and think about where you want to be in a medium term, they talk about. Okay. So they say this is not about next year. Fine. Okay. So first, you, you would do next year if you had already done a medium term. Mm-hmm. Their next year is three to five years. Uh, their medium term is three to five Fine. years. Fine. Okay. So they are saying next job or two. Fine. I think they're saying. I think what, what's your next job at the end of it, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. And then about identifying these development needs. So looking at, you know, realistically, where are you now? What skills have you got that are transferable into that? sort of new role or new uh, job or whether it's a new life choice. Yeah. What's not and then figuring out what's the gap. Yeah. And I talk about the gap all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's a never-ending gap in front of me and I just keep, because I keep pushing further forward about what, yeah, the goals keep moving. Mm -hmm. So the gap keeps shifting. Um, But I quite like thinking about it because then it's like filling a gap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good good analogy. Um, and then we've got identify learning opportunities. Don't be fussy would be my advice around well, this. Yeah. If opportunities come, don't be like, oh, I don't know if that's the right one. Yeah. And yeah. also I think it's really, really, really important um, to understand those uh, opportunities in the widest sense. So, for example, no matter who you are, there are charities all over this country that are desperately in need of trustees. Mm. Sitting on a board at any level, whether it's a one-man, no-employee charity with three board members and one volunteer, you're still responsible for something. Yeah, you're right? learning a whole new You, you are skills. still learning, and you, you're learning from different people. You're understanding what's going on. So identify learning opportunities, and don't look as narrowly as your workplace. Um, formulate an action plan, and I'm going to go on to action plans in a minute, and the actual plan themselves. Sorry, the actual action plan. The actual action plan. Um, in terms of what actually goes into one. And mm-hmm. then undertake the development, which sounds like the easy bit, right? Yeah. Uh, record the outcomes and evaluate and review. And I uh, quite often organisations do this on an annual basis. Yeah, they do, don't Truly they? dreadful idea. I mean, who, who literally sets action plans and then doesn't look at them for a year? Or, or six months, maybe. I think a lot of people review. do that. Yeah, but who does that and has success? <laughs> who, sh- who should be doing that? No yeah, one has success doing yeah. that, surely. So um, one of the things uh, I would encourage is, is to... Uh, you mentioned detailed earlier in one of the definitions. Yeah, detailed plan. The yeah. more detailed and the more you can break it down into action plans and sub-action plans, the more you're going to get traction and movement in what you're doing, the more you're going to see where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to think about how you're going to execute it. So, uh, for example... People don't talk enough about how their network works. So how many people do they have in their network who are able to share information with them about jobs that might be coming up, share information about opportunities for learning, offer them mentoring and coaching. And I think something like a year-long process. So I've really, I've often seen, I want to grow my network. Yeah. Right? And that's a year, right? That's not a development plan. That's a line. That's like five words. Yeah. Right. What I want to see is um, I found a tool online to map my development uh, network. This is where it is. These are the people. These are the things that I don't think I have covered. 
And therefore, these are the kinds of events I'm going to try and go to to try and meet these people. And these sure. are the people I'm going to try and connect with internally. And this is the person I think I could hit up. That's an action plan. Yeah. So it's kind of targeted and clear on where you're trying to get it's to. Suits. And it's got that level of detail. It's absolutely got that level of detail. It's got that level of ability to say, you know, if you, if you explain to your mum, who might not understand it, because she's not really into this stuff, because she's, I don't know, works in something else. Yeah. Um, she should be able to say, I understand what you're actually going to do. Yeah. My suspicion with plans quite often is, but what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand what you want to achieve. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, sorry, I know I sound a bit lectury, but I just, it drives me back. Uh, pe- people's development is in their grasp. It really is. Uh, so, um, undertake the development. Put time aside. So, I did, used to have a deal with one of my team where she was allowed to take two hours a week uh, and she would work from home on a Wednesday afternoon. And she would do uh, an hour and a half's work work, and then she would do development work for two hours. Great. And as long as she could stay on top of her work, I was happy for that. Because she hated doing her development work in her office. She was doing quite some specific research. And she didn't want to do it in her spare time. And that's fair enough. So that's the deal we struck. And it worked brilliantly. Yeah, that's really good. Really brilliantly. And guess what? We got a really good bit of research out of it that ended up usable for the organisation. Oh, great. Um, And then finally, uh, sorry, and then record the outcomes. Yeah. So really bad, people are really bad at reporting on personal development planning. And it's because quite often people are only reporting for the purpose of meeting their personal development reviews. Yes, of course. I mean, yeah. And it's really bad because actually the thing that matters the most is that you acknowledge you've made a difference to your own personal development and that you've moved yourself forward. I think anyway. Yeah, it's a big, important piece. And, uh, and on that, probably worth mentioning, if you have any authority in your organisations, there's some really quite a lot of research around that suggests that um, unhooking performance mm. management from personal development is crucial. We did it in an organisation I worked with and it was brilliant. I mean, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was so much better. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if you, if you had any experience of that. Um, so I've had lots of conversations about it. I've been in an organisation that's subsequently decoupled performance and development conversations um however decoupled i've just said that that seems about right doesn't it <laughs> I don't know. is that the right word i just think that's hilarious um yeah so there's uh, i've been in organizations that have subsequently done it and i've seen a fair amount of uh research about it i think it's absolutely right to do it um but i've got some sort of cynicism and skepticism about the, the decoupling as well mm. um because i've my sense is where it's been rolled out it's fundamentally replaced with basically the same thing anyway okay um so great in practice sorry great in theory great if you can do it well but i don't know that it is always done well Uh, yeah and i feel like i explain i think i told them the story about where we did this uh an organization oh no i didn't i wrote a blog about it that's where i did cool um which is about where uh, i did it in an organization and the deal was your performance was measured it was a on a totally different cycle Mm -hmm. so it was on like performance review was quarterly yeah, three, uh, three short meetings and one long meeting, mm-hmm. but it uh, actually long was still only an hour because it was very straightforward. It was, have you hit your targets? Yeah. Have we hit our targets? Yeah, if sure. not, what could have been different? Yeah. And there was no evaluation of the person's behavior at all. Yeah. And so I've, I've seen stuff like that done, not in organizations I've worked in, but in organizations mm. with whom I've spoken, whereby they've introduced effectively um, alternate managers for personal development. Oh, wow. So you'll get a whole series of people who are the development managers for a team. Yeah, yeah. And they'll manage a series of people, but they won't task manage them. Yeah. So the task managers have a different set of conversations and they're the performance people and then there's a different relationship. Okay, so that's really interesting. So we did the opposite, but ended up... uh, It's not the opposite, it's the same, but different roles. So 
um, my first job, we had such a weird team and it was so, the dynamic was really strange and there was a couple of real experts who were very young. Yeah. That what we had was, we had a project-based team. Okay. And so you had your line managers, but you very rarely, your line manager was the person who task managed you really only in the sense of deciding whether you were going to be accepted onto a project or not. So Fine. they could veto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they perform uh, they personal developed you. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, that's yeah. not a verb, but you know yes, they yes, did, yes. did your personal <laughs> development and stuff like that. But actually, on all the projects, they were trusted to go yeah, and work find with the day to day. Yeah, okay, interesting. Um, but so coming back to the place where I've seen it uncoupled, I, I think what's really interesting about that is the only other thing they were measured was whether they put any effort into their personal development. Yeah, okay. So as long as they put effort in, big tick. Yeah, I've got a thumbs up, but you can't see yeah. it. Um, if they didn't put the effort in, was the only time that they could ever be pulled up on that around Fine. performance. Okay. And the argument was, if you know how to do your job and you have got your job, you should not be being judged on your behaviours and skills for being stretched, right? That's not, that's not the job. Mm-hmm. That's you doing another job. Mm-hmm. But if you, as long as you put some effort into improving. Yeah. Um, and I, it just, it just changed everything. That's nice. So, well, people stop fighting about, I'm a really good person, I'm brilliant, and I deserve a raise. Because yeah. it wasn't about raises anymore. Raises were almost so numerated, mm-hmm. numerical, because of performance targets. It was just totally different. So, um, yeah, I, I, that was my special plea. If you yeah, do have nice. any influence, you should just think about how you might be able yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah. Because the research is there now, mm-hmm. and they're just saying that, basically, if you are in any way using performance remuneration you're killing it by putting you're killing any effect it has what you're by putting the personal development on it yeah 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 i mean it becomes a, a weakness it becomes a stick to be beaten with it becomes well and it becomes something you don't want to share uh, absolutely yeah, why yeah. on earth would someone want to say this is the thing i really want to work on when it then shows up that they're not mm-hmm. 100% and then perfect. In some calibrated meeting six months later and somebody the whole, said oh, they're not crazy. good at xyz yes. oh and yes calibrated me so the other thing that calibrated meters, as you don't know is basically cur- grading on a curve in a business so i can't be a four because there's already a hundred fours above me and they were 4.12s yeah just nonsense uh anyway and then finally evaluate and review and i think um quite often people think they're leaving organizations before they're going to been through more than a couple of or them leaving jobs at least before they're going to have been through a couple of years worth of personal developments mm-hmm. so there's there's like let's say you stay in an organization average of three years yep. right that means it's going to be you can come in in year one so it won't be done properly you'll have one full year and then you'll be gone by the third one's evaluated which means that there are approximately i don't know how many people working in the uk i don't know i should know these numbers. many many there are a lot of personal yeah. development plans sitting on share yeah. drives that have never been done totally so this is another reason why you should own it yourself you should look after it yourself even if you leave an organization uh, i'll give you a top tip i know someone whose first question first interview question is what's on your personal development plan and if it's what my boss told me you ain't getting the job um so you should you should be owning it it's really important that you own it i'm not saying you should pay for it organizations should pay for their people's development but yeah. you sh- absolutely should be owning and discussing and influencing what's on there yeah and speaking of which the final part of research roundup is just to go through what's normally on one. Okay, cool. In a very and I've got a template that I'll stick up, but I think the easiest thing to do is just talk you through it, no? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so the simplest way, uh, I've got one in front from a company called High Speed Training. And they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven goal, uh, seven columns. 
And they will say, what are my big goals? Someone calls them, who calls them hairy audacious goals? Who is oh, that? Oh, big, hairy, b-hags or whatever. Yeah, big, hairy, audacious goals. So remember. the examples they give, and they've got personal and professional, they've got completing a PhD and saving a deposit for a house. Okay. Um, they've also got, uh, uh, they also put things like on there, like, you know, becoming a manager. Mm-hmm. So these are really big goals. Um, and I would just remind you of the things we said. Make sure you want them, mm-hmm. right? Make sure these are goals that you actually want to achieve. If you don't want to achieve it, if you're just writing it to fill it in, don't put it on there. So what are my big goals? Then what goals need to happen first, right? Or what things need to happen so that I can achieve it, right? And yeah. that's your action plan. Mm-hmm. How, you know, I can't save for a deposit until I set aside 10% of my wage every sure. month. Sure, yeah. I can't set a deposit until I've looked and researched properties to find out how much and then spoken yeah, to mortgage companies. Yeah, yeah. So really breaking it down and then you can just like tick off all these things. Um, when do I want to do this by? Be really specific about this. And I know this is coming back to smart goals yeah. and all of that, but it's important. Mm-hmm. When do you, and you, just because your development plan with your organization is a year doesn't mean that you can't put a five-year goal and just explain the first year's work and where it will get yeah. you, right? Yeah. People don't like that, but it's, it's the way to do it. Um, and then what obstacles might get in your way? What might stop you getting this done? Sure. So blockers to Yeah, which success. I really like. Yeah. I haven't, it, was, it never used to be on mine. I absolutely would yeah, have put that on that's there. That's good. Um, and I would, you know, I'd even add something there about well, how, how might you end up accidentally stopping this from happening? <laughs> because nine times out of ten. A bit of self-sabotage, right? Well, you know, particularly saving money for deposits and stuff. Mm. Uh, and then the next one is how can I improve my chances of meeting my goal? So what can I do right now? Pre-commitment. What yeah. can I do? We, sorry, pre-commitment was something we talked about in the previous episode around yeah. habit. No. Um, around behavior change. Behavior change. Behavior change. So um, how can I improve my chance of meeting my goal? What can I do right this minute that would mean I'd have a better chance of getting that goal? So it might be if saving to deposit. It might be setting up a standing order right now. Yeah. My savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just get on your phone. Do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're trying to uh, become a manager and you want to do it, it might be getting on the internet right now and finding out, uh, downloading job descriptions for managers in my organization to see right. if I can find out what's in there. Mm-hmm. And where can I go for support? Who could help me? Who should I ask? What do I want to talk to? So where can I go for that support? And finally, uh, a review column of how am I doing? And that's, that's really interesting because on this one, and I agree with this, it's a feeling... It's about um, how you might object, objectively break down how you think progress is doing. Yeah. You can't do that if it's linked to your performance review. No, absolutely not. But you can if it's not. Yeah. So I really like that. I know it's a really simple template. We'll put it up uh, or we'll put a link up to the high speed training guys because I think it's a good one. Yeah, it's helpful to have. It's helpful to give And people... it's a bit more detailed than some of the ones I've seen. Yeah, and it gets yeah, you yeah. thinking a little it's bit more. It's got a few good bits in there. Um, so yeah that's my very brief research roundup cool I think it's good I think there's some good stuff in there I love the fact that you called out that you really need to make time to do this stuff Um, you know there's no point in having a plan if you don't put the time aside to actually work on it so I think that's really important Um, one other thing that I'd call out that I think is helpful and this is less about creating the plans and more about achieving them uh, and we touched on it in some of the, the areas but I think it's worth calling out is it's important to celebrate the success as you go as well So, you know, as you follow your progress and as you make progress, be it through, you know, writing a new CV that shows improvement or checking in on your your goals and your plan, it's just stepping back and really celebrating if you've made progress. That's quite a motivating factor as well, I think. 
Yeah, I think I think um, my favorite thing around stuff like that is when you're in a situation that you would never have been in. Yeah. So when someone exposes you to a situation, or so for me, it's always like I was talk about it but it's, it's for me it's always like being up a hill on a morning because I've got control of my diary yeah yeah great for other yeah, people yeah. it might be being in meetings they would never would have got to be in yeah, yeah, yeah because they've been brought in by someone who that they've really tried to connect with and develop a relationship with yeah so it's kind of appreciating that and celebrating it and and, and spotting it and, and going look yeah. I'm here and I wasn't yeah cool all right so um, I'm going to jump on to a list of a week and again it's a really simple one um, the overall subject, as, as you've seen, it's you know it's fairly uh, fairly clear and simple. So um, the list of a week is as well, and and all we're going to do on the list of a week is talk through five things that we think are signs that you've got a development plan that's good, right? I mean, we've talked about ways to create them and the type of things that are in them, but this is just a bit of a, a sense check onto whether or not it's a, something that'll be helpful for you. So we've pulled out five points that we think are, are good here. The first is that your personal development plan really is personal. Right? It shouldn't be generic. It should be about you. It should be for you. It should be designed to improve you. you know? So if, if it is, if it's bespoke like that, then that's a good sign. If it's a template that's been rolled out from other people or it's something your boss has said, well, it's probably not going to be as good for you as if it really is um, bespoke. Point two is it should be simple. You, know, you, you can have huge amounts of things that, that you can work on, but in reality, it's probably worth trying to come up with a few high-level, simple things that you want to get right. And you can have a fair bit of detail in relation to them, um, but really there should only be a few high-level things that you're focusing on. It should be simple and fairly straightforward. And I think, as Jane said, you should be able to you know, explain it to your mom, and that's the level it should be at. It shouldn't be impenetrable. I feel like we're being really disrespectful to mums. Well, maybe, maybe. Explain, explain it to your eight-year-old cousin. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, next up is number three. Um, you know, for the things to be on there, but to be helpful, they really should be something that you've bought into. It should be things that you actually want to do. So if you put something down there because you think it should be there, then that's less likely to be something that will really support your personal development than if it's something that you actually really want to do that fits with your values and your goals. Uh, number four is um, it, that at some point you should sense check your development plan. It's great to have it. It's great to create it yourself. But really, it's worth checking with other people and just confirming because you might put something down as a development goal that people think you don't need. Um, you know, they might say, actually, you're really good at that. Or they might say, yes, you absolutely need that. Or they might say, that seems overly ambitious. Or have you thought about the time or the other impact or whatever it is. But getting a bit of validation is helpful on it. Um, and then lastly, point number five um, says that actually the, the development plan should be something that really moves you forward and helps you get to where you want to get to. So it should be stretching to some extent, but it should really help you move towards your goals. And if it's not something that moves you forward, then it probably shouldn't really be on your development plan. And that moving you forward could be in all kinds of different directions of your choice. So it could be in relation to personal happiness, it could be in relation to career, it could be in relation to finance or relationships. Um, but whatever those you know, sort of directions are you're looking to go, you want to make sure that your plan will help move you in those directions. So that's the five things we called out. It's personal, it's simple. It's something you want to do, it's something that you've validated with others, and it's something that moves you forward. And I think if you check your plan and it's got roughly those things in it, then, you know, it's probably not going to be a bad thing. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I think, I mean, all of that is true. The only thing I would add is development plans by nature can get away with being completely ambitious and silly. So they don't have to be something that you get everything done. No, that's true. Um... 
how I guess I guess the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes we're not big and brave and scary and actually sometimes just writing something down that's big and brave and scary moves us a bit towards that big and brave and scary yeah there's nothing wrong with having something a bit exciting on that yeah so um but I love all of that and I agree with all of that cool have you got any uh tales from the keyboard thoughts on this I've definitely got a tale from the keyboard um and for me it's a really straightforward one and very live to me Mm -hmm. um for a long time or maybe for the last three years, I felt like uh, I had a number of narratives about my life that yes. I had written that I wanted changing. One was about not being particularly academic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another was not feeling like I was a real expert at this stuff. And I was giving people lots of advice, but not necessarily having the theoretical basis to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always seen myself as super practical. So I had this idea to go back to uni and do a master's. And I didn't really know what exactly in but I did test it out by saying it out loud to lots of people yeah, to see their faces. Yeah. I was like, and I remember my mum's face was like, oh, she was horrified. Was she? Oh my God. She was like, don't make me live through that again. It was awful the first time. Funny. Um, and she was very supportive when I did it, but there was definitely a face of, why would yeah, you yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. that? Um, and I said it to my boss and I said it to all sorts of people. I said it to like a taxi driver and I would say, you know, I wanted to know what it would feel like to say it. Well, you've got to practice that. Yeah. And then I put it down and I wrote it down and I wrote it in my outgoing personal, my last year of my personal development plan, my last job. I was like, I want to do this. And it's astonishing what writing something down does. It really is. I always say this around goal setting. But so for me, um, I was really clear why I wanted to do it. I sat down and worked out how much it was going to cost me. What were the, so what were the blockers? You know, how much yeah, was it going to cost me? Yeah, how could I possibly benefit. manage my time? Was there a course that existed that I could do while I worked? Yeah. Because most of them don't at master's level. Most of them are full-time. Or if they're part-time, they're during the day. So I wouldn't be able to work. And um, oh, I did loads of research. And I just, you know, I, work, I mapped out when, if theoretically I were to do it, what I would have to do when. Yeah. And then suddenly the deadlines just roll around and you just go, you well, hang on, I said I was going to do this. I've yeah. told people now. And then it's done. And now I'm in a place where I'm six months down the road and sitting waiting for my second set of results quite nervously. So there you go. That's a real life in action story from the keyboard. What about you? Um, yeah, I quite like that one, first of all. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, my stories from a keyboard are, I guess, maybe a little bit more, you know, actually in the work environment as opposed to sort of crossing over to personal. Um, and it's just really reflecting back on, you know, my time in organizations where I've had people working for me and when I've worked for others. And I guess it's just, just, I guess, to call out the fact that in a lot of organizations, um, things like personal development aren't really captured as, as a priority. So quite often what I'd seen was things like personal development plans being necessary um, for part of your performance management process. So, you know, to submit your performance management um, plan or, or your sort of plan for the year, you need to submit as well a personal development plan. Um, but people don't really put as much effort into those as I think they should. Um, and I think that's a bit of a, a sad thing. I, one other thing that I think I wanted to just call out that I've seen is that sometimes you get to situations where somebody else tells you what's in your personal development plan. Um, and I think I've had that happen to me once, but I've, I've certainly seen it happen to other people as well. You know, quite often I've seen people being told what should be in their personal development plan. And I think, you know, that's kind of just what it is in some organizations. But I think when we spoke a while ago about you know, goals and things like that. There's this whole thing about accepting what it is that you want to do, but it doesn't always go hand in hand with being told what your development need is. So I think there's space for organizations to do better at this and to give people more space to genuinely have their personal development plans um, be, you know, designed for them. 
So I guess that's really it for my tales from the keyboard. Um, I guess if we jump on to top tips and things like that. Have you got any top tips you want to share? Or? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess for me it's, it's always going to be understand this is for you. Yeah. It's, you know, I know your organization occasionally will make it feel like it's not, and sometimes yeah. it's for them too. But um, even, if you, even if your organization isn't great at it, take the time to do it properly. Yeah. Because without sounding ridiculously evangelical, your life will not change until you decide how you want it to change. And a personal development plan is the easiest way to decide yeah. how you want your life to change. Yeah, and I mean, that's basically what I was going to say for a top tip as well. Oh, Slightly. sorry. Uh, sorry. It's, <laughs> it's all good. I was just going to say, make sure that whatever you capture as a personal development plan is personal and that it's something that you want to do, right? I mean, if you don't want to do it, then it won't really be right for you. Um, so I think trying to make, make sure that you've got time and that you actually do that, um, that'll give you the best chance of getting a good personal development plan. So I think that's probably us on personal development plans, would you say? Any other things you want to call out about personal development plans? Nope, that's it. I think that's been, um, I know it's a very practical episode and it's, it's a little bit less theory and a little more how to use it, but it's been useful, hopefully. Cool. All right. Well, let us just say you can get in touch with us at all the usual places. I think it's just goodbye until next time. And for me, it's enjoy your development plans and goodbye. Hi, thanks for listening to this episode of the World of Work podcast. To learn more about what we do, please check out our website, www.worldofwork.io, where you can read some great articles, learn more about the seminars and courses that we deliver, or even support us if you wish through our Patreon page. That's www.worldofwork.io. Thank you.